0: This is Plant-Based Briefing, Dining by Traffic Light, Green is for Go, Red is for Stop, by Michael Greger, MD, at nutritionfacts.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content, plant-based podcast, where I narrate articles on plant-based and vegan living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's post is a bit longer than most, so I'm going to split it into two parts and I'll read part one today and part two tomorrow. It's from Dr. Michael Greger at nutritionfacts.org. He's a physician, a New York Times bestselling author, internationally recognized speaker on nutrition, food safety, and public health issues. And he founded nutritionfacts.org, which is a non-commercial science-based public service, providing free updates on the latest in nutrition research via bite-sized videos and blogs. And 100% of all proceeds he's ever received from his books, DVDs, and speaking engagements, have always and will always be donated to charity. So he's not trying to make money off this and sell supplements or skew the data he's presenting in any way. It's truly a public service. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Dining by Traffic Light. Green is for go, red is for stop, part one, by Dr. Michael Greger at nutritionfacts.org. In this article, I explain my traffic light system for ranking the relative healthfulness of green light versus yellow light versus red light foods. Whenever I'm asked at a lecture whether a specific food is healthy or not, my reply is, compared to what? For example, are eggs healthy? Compared to some breakfast sausage next to it, yes. But compared to oatmeal, not even close. Imagine having $2,000 in your daily calorie bank. How do you want to spend it? For the same number of calories, you can either eat one Big Mac... 50 strawberries, or half a wheelbarrow full of salad greens. Those don't exactly fill the same culinary niche. If you want a burger, you want a burger. And I don't expect quarts of strawberries to make it onto the dollar menu anytime soon. But it's an illustration of how mountainous a nutritional bang you can get for the same caloric buck. Every time we put something into our mouth, it's a lost opportunity to put something even healthier into our mouth. So what are the best foods to eat and the best foods to avoid? I like to think of it in a traffic light system, which I describe in my video, Dining by Traffic Light, Green is for Go, Red is for Stop, to help quickly identify some of the healthiest options. Green means go, yellow means caution, and red means stop, and think before you put it in your mouth. Ideally, on a day-to-day basis, green category foods, unprocessed plant foods, should be maximized, yellow foods, processed plant foods, and unprocessed animal foods, minimized, And red category foods, ultra-processed plant foods and processed animal foods, avoided. As far as I can figure, the best available balance of evidence suggests the most healthful diet is one that maximizes the intake of fruits, vegetables, legumes, beans, split peas, chickpeas, and lentils, whole grains, nuts and seeds, mushrooms, and herbs and spices. Real food that grows out of the ground, from fields, not factories. These are our most healthful choices. In general, the more whole plant foods and the fewer processed and animal foods, the better. So I'm talking about more green light foods and less yellow and red light foods. Similar to running red lights in the real world, you may be able to get away with it once in a while, but I wouldn't recommend making a habit out of it. My traffic light model stresses two important concepts— Plant foods tend to be more healthful than animal foods in terms of being packed with protective nutrients such as phytonutrients, antioxidants, potassium, and fiber, and fewer disease-promoting factors, including saturated fat, cholesterol, trans-fat, and sodium. And unprocessed foods tend to be more healthful than processed foods. Is that always true? No. Am I saying that all plant foods are better than all animal foods? No. In fact, the worst thing on store shelves has been partially hydrogenated vegetable shortening like Crisco, and that even has vegetable right in its name. Even some unprocessed plants, such as blue-green algae, can be toxic, and anyone who has ever had a bad case of poison ivy knows plants don't always like to be messed with. In general, though, choose plant foods over animal foods and unprocessed foods over processed. What do I mean by processed? The classic example is the milling of grains from whole wheat to white flour. Isn't it ironic that these grains are then called refined, a word that means improved or made more elegant? The elegance was not felt by the millions who died in the 19th century from beriberi, a vitamin B deficiency disease that resulted from polishing rice from brown to white. White rice is now enriched with vitamins to compensate for the quote-unquote refinement. A Nobel Prize was awarded for the discovery of the cause of beriberi and its cure, rice bran, the brown part of rice. Beriberi can cause damage to the heart muscle, resulting in sudden death from heart failure. Surely such a thing could never happen in modern times, right? An epidemic of heart disease that could be prevented and cured with a change in diet? For more on this, check out my videos on heart disease linked here. Sometimes processing can make foods more healthful, for example, tomato appears to be the one common juice that may actually be more healthful than the whole fruit. The processing of tomato products boosts the availability of its antioxidant red pigment by as much as fivefold. Similarly, the removal of fat from cacao beans to make cocoa powder improves the nutritional profile, since cocoa butter is one of the rare saturated plant fats, along with coconut and palm kernel oils, that may raise cholesterol. So, for the purposes of the traffic light model, I like to think of quote-unquote unprocessed as nothing bad added and nothing good taken away. In the above example, tomato juice could be thought of as relatively unprocessed because even much of the fiber is retained. If salt is added, though, that would make it a processed food in my book and bump it out of the green light zone. Similarly, I would consider chocolate as a processed food since it has added sugar, but cocoa powder not. You just listened to Dining by Traffic Light. Green is for go, red is for stop. Part one by Michael Greger, MD at nutritionfacts.org. And I'm your host, Marion Erickson, and this is Plant-Based Briefing. Please take a minute to rate and review the podcast if you have something nice to say. It really helps me out and I'd be happy to give you a shout out if you do. If you're not sure where to leave a review, you can email me a review at marion at plantbasedbriefing.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-N at plantbasedbriefing.com. Or you can go to plantbasedbriefing.com and click the button at the top of the website that says rate and review the podcast here. And that'll bring up all of the sites and apps that take reviews based on the device you're on. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit. And thanks for listening.